I'm Wesley Hunt. I'm Rendon Hunt. And you're, and you're in, in the, the hunt. hunt. So real quick before we start, uh, for everyone listening, I want to take a moment of silence for the 13 brave uh, Marines that are no longer with us today. And I want people to hear this and listen to it and literally think about the sacrifice that these brave men gave to this country and their sacrifice and service will never be forgotten. I, it's even harder to tell than I thought it would be to tell. I've, I've just gotten here to the studio and it was an emotional ride over to the studio for me. I got a call from one of my best friends who has gone to church with me over the years. Our kids uh, are, are growing up together. And he called me and he said, you know, Renan, I'm calling you because I know how much you care about this specifically. He said, my nephew was one of those Marines. No that was killed in Kabul. Yeah. 20 years old, first deployment. The, mm, the thought of a parent having to bury their child is beyond anything that I can possibly fathom. And the thought that we have a government and leaders that owe it to those who are willing to fight and potentially die for this country to make the best decisions that are going to keep them safe and to keep our country safe. We shouldn't be having this conversation. No. When you look at this young man and the other young men that passed away, do you really believe that a month ago they felt that they would be in a position where their lives would be in jeopardy in such an irresponsible way. They're not the only ones that didn't know that. Clearly, clearly Joe Biden didn't know that. Clearly any any of our four-star generals didn't know that, and they should. It's their job to know that. It's their job to know this. Very similar to it's their job to know how many Americans are, are in Afghanistan. Don't even know the answer to that. How we had this conversation last week. And you know, I don't want to talk about this stuff again. I called you after that conversation. It weighed on my heart. It was heavy. Hell, I wanted to talk about puppies this week. I don't want to talk about this stuff anymore. But it's important that we talk about this, and it's important that people understand the facts and what's actually happening. Mm -hmm. We said, we, the collective we, the United States Department of State and Department of Defense, said that there were... 10 to 15,000 Americans in Afghanistan. <laughs> Say that again. 10 to 15. How are you 50% potentially <laughs> off? That's ridiculous. 
That's like, hey man, what time are you gonna meet me for lunch? I'm gonna meet you from twelve, 12 to, to one. To twelve to one. I was gonna say, but I'll meet you between twelve and five. <laughs> and like, well, damn, by that time it's dinner time. <laughs> so ten to fifteen thousand people. Okay, okay. So we have ten to fifteen thousand Americans potentially. I guess I don't know. Finger in the air. <laughs> Whatever. Ten to fifteen thousand. Roughly, roughly okay. about. Yeah. So let's say we have ten to fifteen thousand. Yeah. Over the last couple of days, with the airlifts that have been going on. <laughs> Which, oh, let me touch on that just a bit. You know what I thought, and, and this won't surprise you because you know me. When I thought of President Biden acting like it was so amazing that we're breaking Guinness Book of Records, <laughs> world records for airlifting people. Do, do you know what I thought about? This guy, Rendon, is a joke. I thought about, that's like me taking my pants off and taking a huge crap on my carpet yeah. and coming back and cleaning it up and saying, look, this is the cleanest carpet I've ever had. Look at how clean this is, right? Congratulate me for cleaning the carpet. You know what's better? Don't, you don't take a tiny dump on the carpet. That's it. That will be better. So then we get to the point where we have a number of people who were pulled out of Afghanistan. The number that's quoted is around 6,000. So we had 10 to 15,000, okay? And then the Department of State says, okay, we got 6,000 people out in this wonderful uh, Berlin airlift that we're doing. <laughs> We've gotten all these people back out in the, the Titanic Hindenburg of the day, yeah. right? Okay, so we've done all that, right? So now that we, we've got all these people out, then the State Department comes back and says, okay, there are 1,500 Americans left in Afghanistan. So there were 10 to 15,000 people. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy. 6,000 people got out. It's crazy. It's crazy. And now there's 1,500 people Brendan, They don't know, Brendan. They don't know. They don't know. You've got to be kidding me. But so here's what's really pathetic about it. They don't know. And we pulled out all of our forces— we left Bagram Airfield. We left $83 million worth of equipment and left however many Americans were there stranded with no military support. That's what we did. Now, 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 if you're me, this is just basic stuff. This is just basic. First of all, get your equipment out. And I, whatever. Okay. That's like playing basketball and leaving the court without getting your basketball. Go get your basketball. Like, hey, man, go get your Because you're going to need your basketball later. Gonna be basketball. If, you, if we're going to come back and play yeah, later, you're you, want to, you want your basketball, right? Yeah. So, so, first of all, pick up your equipment. But, but okay. That, by the way, taxpayers paid for. It's our equipment. It's the taxpayers' equipment, number one. Number two, how about this? Before we leave... These people unescorted by our military, the best military for force ever known to man, let's get our people out first under the security that we provide, not, not the security that the Taliban provides for us. Because, see, that's not secure. Only we can secure ourselves. You would think that we learned when 3,000 people died in 9-11 that we can't trust the, the Taliban. Why would... So then, now we have an attack that's 
the biggest casualties that we faced in decades in Afghanistan. But Renner, because we guess, had to go back. Oh, no, 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 no. There were three checkpoints, right? Oh, yeah, they, they, this, was, this was a bad chain of events, yeah. Guess who controlled the three checkpoints the, that these suicide bombers came in? Guess who has the names of the people that we're trying to save and get out? Which is incredible to me. That's treason, Rendon. That's treason. See, if you notice right now, we, we aren't talking about politics. We are talking about piss poor, ignorant leadership. And people are going to die because of it. And people guess what? have died because Rendon, of it. And it ain't, no, no, they're going, it ain't over yet. Oh, well, no. Okay, this is not over yet. This is not how you lead. Not at all. And when you think about, even from the perspective of, I've been watching a lot of the Department of Defense and Department of State press conferences, which I'm very disappointed that I'm watching them because they bring me down to a low that I didn't know depths like that were possible. Yeah. And I never thought that I would be that disappointed in, in, in where we are more broadly, yeah. right? But you watch these briefings and the White House press secretary as well. And what they're saying is, okay, so we have roughly 1,500 people there. Because nobody knows. When this story first started, President Biden, who has either been lying or has been ignorant about everything he's been saying about Afghanistan for the past four or five months, either he is lying to us or he just has no clue. And I'm not sure which one it is, and I'm not sure which one is worse. Yeah. When he said at the very months ago, we will get all Americans out of Afghanistan. That's the way that we laid it out. Yes, absolutely right. If we're pulling out, we should get every American out of Afghanistan. Then it kind of shifted. Now, the Secretary of, of State and the administration is saying, we'll get everybody out of Afghanistan who wants to get out of <laughs> it Afghanistan. Gets, it gets Rendon. And I'm like, Rendon. oh, that's right. Because there's so many Americans that want to stay in, in the building metropolis of Afghanistan. Yeah. Because those are the people that are saying, oh, yeah, I want to be subject to a government of goat herders and 8th century murderers. Yeah. That sounds like a good idea for me to of stay. Of course I want to stay here. You don't want to stay there. And then we start talking about, okay, well, we're giving people... Heads up that they need to get out of here. We're sending text messages and emails. And if you have somebody's number, they let us know so that we can call them. If you are captured by the Taliban or ISIS-K or whatever, if right now you're a prisoner, you think you're going to check your email? You yeah. think you're going to check your text messages? So I want to talk about our commander-in-chief's um, press conference he had yesterday. And I want to talk about how weak we look right now as a country. I want to talk about how feeble and how backseat driver that briefing was yesterday. And when I look at Joe Biden sitting there trying to talk tough now, it's too late. When you say we're going to find you, we're going to hunt you down, I, I'm sorry. I don't buy that, not for one second. 
Because now we sat here and led from a position of extreme weakness and nobody believes you. You know why? Because your actions aren't that of presenting a position of strength. And then at the time when he got pressed on questions by Peter Ducey, yeah, and he put his head down as if he couldn't handle a relatively hardball question from a reporter, I thought to myself, well, I'll be damned. This is the leader of the free world. He can't take a follow-on question, a pressing question from a Fox News reporter? And this is the guy that's threatened the Taliban in the same sentence? Dude! You know what I saw in that moment? Defeat. That's one of the things I, I saw. <laughs> What'd you see? You know what else I saw in that moment? I understood the Taliban's reaction to the August 31st deadline. That's exactly how they reacted. I yeah. understood it. <laughs> because that look of defeat and that look of, oh, yeah. shucks, I can't answer this question. That's probably the same look that happened, hey, I know we're supposed to be out by August 31st. We're extending because we are the most powerful country in the entire world and we need to get our people out there. Let you could either you could do this with us. You could you you could do it dead or alive. This is what's happening. Like this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. We're not we're not asking you. But that's not what happened. See, no. what happened was, hey, we're extending. Is it okay if we go past thirty first? I mean, we had set up a little, but uh, a we need more time. Uh, can we yeah. go a little bit uh, past that? No. No. <laughs> okay, the thirty first. It is. We're the most powerful country. We're the, the most, most power- lethal military, most lethal in army in the history of man. The 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 Taliban dictated to you what, when they, you're going to get this done. I'm sorry, Brendan. That's not how this works. Like, yeah, no, you don't understand. You're going to be out here the 31st. Is that good for you? Yeah, it's good yeah, for you now. For, okay, okay, never mind. Okay, cool. I guess you're right. Okay, cool. Meanwhile, our allies in the UK are flabbergasted by this. They can't believe it, dude. As they should be. Yeah. yeah. Like, what's going on, man? What's going on? We thought you guys were supposed to lead. Everyone, guess what? We've been leading in Afghanistan for the last four years. We've been leading in Afghanistan for the last for the last 10, 15 years. See, the most disappointing thing about this whole thing to me is, is, is that Joe Biden, Joe Biden had a front row seat during the Obama administration as his VP. And I brought this up last time, but I actually want to bring it up again. Of course Barack Obama wanted to leave Afghanistan. Of course he did. Yeah. Of course he did. But he didn't. Why? Because he realized this was going to happen. Trump's been campaigning for four years about ending endless wars and getting out of Afghanistan. You know what? We're going to leave 2,500 soldiers here just in case they don't don't meet our conditions and what we dictate to them. Just in case. And let's be very clear on this, Wesley, because I think there's even factions within the Republican Party who view this in very different ways. To your point. Trump campaigned on getting out of Afghanistan, Mm -hmm. okay? Ted Cruz is another person who has said, yes, we should be getting out of Afghanistan. I don't agree with these wars. Not all agree with that because you have different. You have Ben Sash, you have Tom Cotton. The the consensus. There's there's a difference, but it's not a consensus. These are two very different views of the world because there's one view of the world where we're looking at this from the perspective of do we need to be in lengthy conflicts and should we be in the in the 
should we continue to build states and should we continue to provide aid in that way? Or do we take a more Rand Paul type of isolationist approach? They're, they're, they're different ways, fundamental ways of viewing the world. Yes. And regardless of that spectrum, and the Democratic Party has different spectrums in terms of the way that they look at it. Yes. Regardless of any of the spectrum you believe or anybody else believes, it does not ameliorate the fact that if you do extract yourself from any armed conflict like this, you have to do it the right way. Yeah, there's no getting around that. And nobody has given me anything that resembles a decent reason, excuse, explanation so actually for to, how this is done in the right I way. I actually want to touch on that, too, okay? Because the American people have been lied to. They've been lied to. The definition of, 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 of nation building and ending endless wars doesn't necessarily mean you have zero troops there. Absolutely. That's not congruent. So, so the American people have been lied to. Yeah. Sometimes you do leave assets there. Yeah. Sometimes you do rotate soldiers in and out of there. That doesn't mean you're nation building. It means you're monitoring. Yeah. It means you're having a presence. Yeah. 2,500 soldiers to keep an area the size of Texas relatively stable is a rounding error to our defense budget Absolutely. and totally reasonable. Yeah. Would I argue that we're nation building at that point? No. Yeah. No. 2,500 people? No. Mm -mm. We're nation building. We're monitoring. Yeah. And that's what we do. Yeah. And that's you know, how we roll. And you know what? If we don't do that, Guess who's going to do it? Brendan. Trust me, they are going to reap ISIS K LMNOP, ISIS Taliban, what ISIS um, Al Qaeda a derivation of. They're back. Yeah. They're back. Do you see what, what China has been saying on Twitter about Taiwan? Yes. Yes. Do you know why they're saying that? Because they know that Biden can't answer Peter Ducey's questions. That's why. We're not backing them. That's why. Remember when we were coming up uh, in middle school? It's like, hey, man, you got my back? Yeah, I got your back. Way we'll be back. back. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're seeing right now. They yeah. know we don't have anybody's back right now. Yeah. And another thing is we have President Biden who's talking about quick and decisive vengeance that's going to happen yeah, okay. on while we're leaving these ISIS <laughs> So the, while in retreat, the, <laughs> while in retreat, the only way that we're going to get this quick and decisive vengeance would mean that we would have to have some type of intelligence or intelligence assets on the ground. OK, let me ask you a question. Are Shoot. you taking questions? I, I, I take because questions. my president doesn't take questions. Uh, clearly, he can't. Yeah. He can't handle it. Yeah. Are, are you taking questions real quick? Speaking of that, he can't handle it. Did you see in the beginning before he even started asking questions? He says, let me look on my list here and uh, ask. The, the, you know, I was told that I got to ask these people this, so I'll ask them. What? What are you talking about? Yeah. You have a list of people that you have to ask, that you are instructed to ask questions from? In a press pool? You can't handle that? Yeah. But go ahead, ask your question, because I'm answering them. Here's your question, future Congressman Hunt. Yep. And this is a hard question, because it has a twist in it. Okay. If you are... Twist the lime or lemon? Orange. Orange, okay. <laughs> Slice. Slice. Orange, Slice. <laughs> if you are an Afghan national 
and you've been helping the United States for all this time, okay? And after it's all over, I say, hey, man, I know we were supposed to help you out, but uh, sorry, we're not going to. But there was this attack that just happened, and I need some information from you to help me find out who conducted that attack. And don't worry, I'm going to protect you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would you trust me? No. And you shouldn't. No. And you shouldn't. And I'm concerned about our assets all over the world now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we have now rendered ourselves as untrustworthy. Yeah. Yep. And what also kind of kind of bothers me is that is that Joe Biden says the buck stops with me. And then in the next sentence, continues to blame but Trump. But the Pentagon. But Continues Trump. to blame. Like, but the Afghan this, people. This guy, you're the president now. That's it. You're the captain now. Yeah. You can't say the buck stops with me. And then literally in the next sentence say the previous administration. Dude, that's enough. So I don't want to hear anything else about the previous administration and how you handle this, handle this. And that's part of the issue I even had with the original blaming of, of the Afghan people, okay? Because here's one thing. Yes, you are responsible for your own freedom. I live in America. I believe that wholeheartedly, okay? Over the past five years, 50,000 Afghani soldiers have, have died. A mm -hmm. hundred Americans have died, roughly. 50,000 have died. Yeah. Okay? Is it their country? Yes. Fair but enough. this idea that they're cowards and they're not willing to fight, 50,000 of people have, of these people have died. It's significant. They are now training to fight a war with superior air support and equipment and support from the United States. That's what they've been training to do. Yes. For the last 20 years. Then we leave. And what, and what, we leave and they haven't even been training to fight in a way that we are leaving them to fight. And then we call them cowards. Yeah. Wow. That's not okay, man. It's not okay. And I, I'm not saying, once again, maybe these people knew that they were going to get slaughtered, right? Yeah. Like, maybe that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah, And, and, and I, I really struggle with that. We're blaming these people for... Maybe they realized that they were fighting a fight that they couldn't win. This is so weak, Rendon. It's weak. This is just so weak. It's weak. And you know, and you know what else too? Just, just to just, we're gonna have to go back. Yeah. Newsflash, people, we're gonna have to go back yeah. because you literally can't allow terrorists to train in a region of the world where we know Islamic extremists exist we're gonna go back and this is kind of the whole point about reaching that happy medium of stability how few or the fewest amount of assets can we allow to be in the region to maximize the peace level is all we have to continue to manage and we had that there's two things that that are literally keeping me up at night now. One is what you just said. Yeah. We don't have to go back. We don't have to go back. And I don't know what this looks like for, for service, <laughs> servicemen and women. We're going to have to go back. We're going to have to go back. And I, 
I'm telling you, everybody always oh, shouldn't do endless wars. Like, no, no, no. no. You, we're, we're, you people have to understand something. We fight them there so we don't have to fight them here. Yeah. That's how we roll. We have been extremely blessed to have a country that's bordered with allies and bordered to the east and west with two large bodies of water. We've been really blessed from that. I mean, do you talk about, you know, a God-given land? Yeah. That is America. Yeah. We're very, very fortunate to have that. Yeah. But that's why we're in Afghanistan in the first place. Yeah. And, you know, the second thing for me, you know, it keeps me up at night right now, we had intelligence on that first attack. Yeah. We, we knew that was coming. They have told us, hey, man, if you stay here past August 31st, we don't like that. We have intelligence that there is another attack that's imminent. Huh. I'm concerned. So the right thing to do. I'm really concerned. And like I said, not to be, you know, not to sound too hawkish about this. The right thing to do is to let the military cut loose. That's it. We send as many soldiers as we need to get our people out safely and securely. That's what we do. We tell them that. Yeah. We do that. Okay? We get all of our people out. We get all of our equipment out. And then we come home. Yeah. That's it. With overwhelming force and power. Yeah. If you don't want to abide by us, we're going to kill you. That's it. That's it. That's what needs to be done and said. You're telling me that you want to be the 1992 Olympics in Barcelona, Spain. That's exactly right. Dream team. Dream team. Dream hey, team. guys, college players are done. Yes. Give me magic and bird and joy. Let's go. Let's roll. Let's go. It's not politically expedient. Might cost you the election. We're getting our people out. Let's roll. Safely. Yeah. Yeah. Let's if roll. there's an IED, if there's a roadside bomb, if an American soldier dies, we're stacking bodies. We're America. You're going to walk past your dead terrorist every time you go to the market if you hurt Americans. That's what we do. And while that doesn't sound very nice, it doesn't sound very polite, that's the language they speak. They will respect that. You know what else wasn't polite? It wasn't polite when my buddy's sister got a knock at 2.45 in the morning. Amen, Rendon. Amen. That's not nice. Telling either, her that she it? had a dead Marine on her hands. There you go. That wasn't nice either. No, that wasn't very nice now, was it? Wasn't nice either. And even when you think about what we're, you brought up a, a point of even us as a country being surrounded by water, and you think about even Afghanistan and where they are being a landlocked country. And one of the things in this whole process that is completely beyond explanation for me is how we abandon Bagram Airfield. Yeah, yeah it's ridiculous. I, it, that's beyond. That's a strategic that's, stronghold. Air, it, whatever general allowed that, I hope, I hope that our general said, "Sir, Mr. President, we shouldn't do that," and then he overrode them. That's the, that's my only hope. That, that's, whatever general said that we should do that needs to be fired. Yesterday. Yeah. I mean, that's beyond. It, it's beyond. It's unconscionable. It's unconscionable. A strategic <laughs> air base that is a defensible position. And then, oh, by the way, knowing that you're about to try to extract people from a country. So wouldn't, 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 it, wouldn't it be great to have an air base that's defensible rather than a runway that's called an international airport in Karzai? 
I want to I want to make this point to the listener. And Karzai International Airport. To the listener. Renan and I are not Monday quarterbacking this, by the way. This isn't Monday quarterbacking. This is this is this is basics. You don't have to go to West Point to know that that's a bad idea. This is basics. This is like leaving. This is not Monday quarterbacking. This, this is like leaving your equipment. Like we have left them Black Hawk helicopters and Apaches and Apaches. Yeah. Like like it, it's not saying like oh my gosh like man if you go in somewhere and the terrorists have access no, no, to no, your no, equipment no 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 this is pretty this is obvious. not Monday quarterbacking. It's pretty obvious. It's pretty obvious. This is a colossal blunder. Yeah. That was completely avoidable. And so now we're in a position with rather than having a secured airfield with our people securing it, we have three checkpoints with the Taliban securing it (laughs) with the names of our Americans and our allies. Oh, and by the way, all those Americans, they're going to be okay because we're sending them text messages and emails. That's confident. That's what. Yeah. Yes. To get to the air to get to the airport. Yeah. But then if they go to the airport, guess what? There's suicide bombs and, and, and people shooting at them. Mm-hmm. You got to be kidding me. This this has turned into a true disaster. Yeah. And oh, by the way, guess what we haven't addressed yet, Wesley? The humanitarian disaster that's about to follow. Yeah. yeah. All the, 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 the people who have rightfully so stood up for the education and well-being of young women and girls. Yeah. Where you at? Crickets. Where you at? The silence is deafening, isn't it? You know what's about to happen? The silence is deafening. You know exactly what's getting ready to go down. You, read, read, the, read the press statement from, from Laura Bush. How much she put into Afghanistan and helping the women and girls in Afghanistan. Yeah. Where are all the allies now? Yeah. Where are you? It was a good idea then. Where are you? Yeah. Is it not politically expedient enough? I don't know. Where are you? This yeah. is about to turn into a humanitarian disaster. It's, it's a be... country of 35 million people. Yes. This is going to get really ugly. And it's going to be run by a bunch of thugs and hooligans. You know, Rena, when I saw that, when I also saw that bomb go off, it brought me back to Iraq and Afghanistan like 15 years ago. Like, it really did. We're talking about V-bids and IEDs. And I'm like, wait, 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 what? Yeah. We, we're allowing this to happen again. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, we're going back to the days of, hey, uh, uh, Green Dragon. That was my call sign. Green Dragon. We have an IED in placer at, at this grid coordinate. Please get eyes on. What? Yeah. That was in 06. Yeah. Like I, I cannot believe how weakness has permeated not just this war but our society and we are voting people in office that allow this to happen this is what this is why people have got to pay attention to what's going on yeah we just put in office a 78 year old weak leader and this is what you get it's what you get but what about, but what about, but what about? No, 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 no. Look at the last 72 hours. Here is somebody that has the codes to nuclear weapons in this country. And we're taking orders from the Taliban. 
We have the largest military arsenal in the world. And we are taking orders from a terrorist regime. And they're dictating and they're telling, our terms they're telling us of what to, leaving They're telling the us country. what to do. When our equipment is there. No, it's good, man. Get out. You heard what Muhammad said. <laughs> what? Marcus Luttrell. Marcus Luttrell said, what should we do about this? Said, I don't know, man. Cost alone of it. Get the expendables in here. I don't know. <laughs> He's right. Yeah. He's right. Get our best men and women on the ground, make a corridor, and get our people out. Yeah. Not running with our tails tucked between our legs to ensure that that last flight is out of here by midnight of August 31st. No. By the way, did you see all that's the— That's not how we—that's not America. You see all the empty flights leaving? Dude. You see that? Yep. Yeah. And, and once again, like these tens of thousands of numbers, we're only talking about Americans. Uh, what about these people that helped us? What about our interpreters? Yeah. What about these people that have helped us in this whole process, risking their lives and the lives of their families? And you know what's going to happen to them? A lot of them won't live through this. No. Most of them won't, Rendon. We left them there. And here's the crazy piece, too. We're not only talking about, and I think we're finally starting to see this with this with this attack. This is from another terrorist organization. Yeah. Okay. So the the full circle irony of this is not lost on me, right? Because you basically have the Taliban who allows Al Qaeda, yes. a terrorist organization, yeah. to live, root, and breed yeah. within the lines of its country. Yeah. Then fast forward. Yeah, we, well, yeah. we don't get along with ISIS K. Mm, yeah, not a. But interestingly enough, they're there. Yes. They seem to have the sophistication enough to make and an I attack. And I tell you what, Rendon, they've been there for a while because I tell you what, they just came right out of hiding, didn't they? But you know why? And, and, and I, I hope the administration can see this, and I hope I can say this very clearly. They probably can't, Rendon. I, I don't have any faith whatsoever, sadly. And, and how can I say this as directly as possible? It's because we shouldn't trust terrorists. That's simple. You know what else we used to say in this country? It's even a, a joke in many movies. You know what we used to not do either? We used to not negotiate with terrorists. Do you know why you don't negotiate with terrorists? Because if you give in to them, you embolden them and their networks. But what are we doing? We're negotiating with terrorists. On their terms. It's a real problem, man. This is pathetic. Yeah. This is pathetic. Yes, it is. We as Americans are way better than this. We are. And that's why I'm voting for Harrison Ford in 2024. I'm sure you will. <laughs> I'm sure you will. How old is Harrison these days? <laughs> Harrison's getting up there, 27. too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, but... I mean, I think I think we'll end on this note. It is a hard time in this country right now. It, it is. 
and, and it's going to and it's going to get harder here in the next few weeks. I never underestimate the resolve of the American spirit, but people need to start really paying attention yeah. to the people that we put in office and we exp- and we elect and and what we are focusing on as a country. Yeah. Everybody right now is so focused on how divided we are and this and that, and we're literally Rendon. We are having four-star generals talking about critical race theory in congressional hearings, and then one month later, this crap happens. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. L- literally, General Milley is talking about white rage like a month and a half ago, a month ago, and then this is happening. Yeah. We need to get our house in order. Yeah. We are war fighters, Rendon. We are social justice warriors. We are war fighters. We kill bad guys. Make them go bye-bye. So they'll make us go bye-bye. Stop all this. Yeah. I hope the world and I hope America is paying attention. Yes. I really do hope so. Elections matter and elections have consequences. And I'm hoping we're paying attention because... We have a couple elections coming up. Yes, we do. And we'll end on that. And God bless those that pay the ultimate sacrifice. God bless you.